Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up? The ceiling, as per usual when I we're podcasting. I knew you were going to say that. Because you like so it when I sass you? I put my hand over you, so now it's my hand that's up. Bullshit. When you asked the question, the ceiling was up. Why does someone put, put their hand, hand up? I don't know. Because they're a knob. Because What do you do in school? Why do you put your hand up when you're in school? Because you're a knob. No. Or a nerd. Oh, my God. <laughs> you put your fucking hand up. So that you can ask a question. Or you're a nerd. So I had my hand up. And you're supposed to call on me and ask me what my question is. And then I'll tell you my question. What's your question, fascist? Can you believe businesses that give you an appointment at a certain time and then can't keep the appointment? I know. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean... Can you imagine a business that can't keep their appointment and rather than let you come and sit in the waiting room forever, what did they do? They sent me a text and we're like, yo, can you come 15 minutes later? We're running a little behind today. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They were that courteous. I know. To actually tell you. So when you got there, how long did you wait when you finally got there? 12 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like we keep telling you guys, elevated health. Our doctor. Huntington Beach. That's our doctor. Get in there. They're awesome. And he has great office staff. Cough, cough, Daniel. Cough. Anyway. Anyway. So. What happened today? Beside my awesome doctor's appointment. Oh, oh, oh. it was a weird morning, man. Was it? It was a weird morning. What happened? Well, (laughs) over the weekend, at least once, maybe twice, the laptop, no, it was only once over the weekend. Only once. The laptop kind of like emitted smoke, so we thought. From, like, the keyboard area. And I was like, well, that's really weird. Well, that's not what you said. You said a whole lot of profanity mixed in with some screaming, actually. <laughs> really? Could you recap what I said, maybe? Give me a brief it's summary. Not, not for public consumption. <laughs> that bad, huh? It was pretty bad. Wow. Poor Yog Dog. He must have been shivering. He was. <laughs> that neurotic pile of nerves. I remember correctly. He shivered and climbed into my lap that because neurotic, he was so mad. That neurotic pile of nerves over there. Anyway, he's my cutie pie. But so it did that, and we thought it was because it was overheating or something, and we thought that it had like some fuzzy stuff inside of it. So you cooled it so off. So we cooled it off, and then you were going to vacuum it, and then we both forgot. And and I didn't really use my computer over the weekend on Sunday, and everything was fine. Then today, I turn on my computer, right? You're working away. And and I'm starting to work, and also I'm like, holy crap, there's smoke coming out of that computer. And it was a lot of smoke today. And I quickly unplugged the thing, and and then I closed the laptop up, and I was like, crap, like, 
that's not good. You that was had, a lot of smoke coming out of there. You held it up to the fan. You cooled the stuff yeah. off. And then and we I, vacuumed I it. Vacuum. And we really didn't get much out of it. So I was like, hmm, this is not looking good. More out of the keyboard than anything else. Nothing out of the vents and in then, the bottom. And then I decided to look online for, like, how to um, disassemble it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, wow, this is a... I don't really feel like doing this right this second. Like, I just don't feel like hassling with taking this thing apart so i'm gonna wait because it was like 72 screws around the back side of my uh laptop laptop 72 screws so then you decided the solution would be to order yourself a cooling so i was bag. like yeah you know what maybe maybe the heat sink isn't as good so it's working some of the time and not working some of the time and it's burning off some of the dust that gets inside the laptop because it definitely smelled like that yeah so i thought all right i'm gonna get a cooling pad for the laptop. Right, we found a super cool one. Lights, fans, action, all the good stuff. So we get the we place the order. We asked for it for next day delivery cuz God knows I need to use my laptop to get some work done. Right. And we let the other one cool off and you say to me, "Oh, it should be cool enough for you to use now." The bottom was freaking ice cold. So I grabbed the thing. I go to grab the power cable, and all of a sudden, smoke's coming out of the laptop again. And I'm like, what the hell? It's not even on. And I'm like, I, I'm no, like, no, no, drop the cord, drop the yeah, cord. Then, then you realize you saw it was, was smoke was coming from. It was coming yeah. from the power cable. You so, can't even freaking believe it. Needless to say, our resident asshole cat put some teeth marks in the in the laptop cable. And then, over time, the teeth mark got worse and worse and worse and spreaded a big asshole and apparently last week it decided it was going to be like warning smoke warning smoke hello i'm a problem yeah, and then sent today up, it was in, just in, like it sent up its smoke signals right and today it was just like you didn't listen Literally. fuck you i'm gonna light you on fire yeah it sure felt that way <laughs> so i went in and i changed the i decided to keep the cooling pad because the thing does run kind of hot and so i went in and changed the thing from next day to second day because second day's free um but then i had to get a power cable for the thing and it was cheap the one i got um and it's actually got more wattage than the one i have here so it should be better the Um, funniest part was and it's coming tomorrow watching you when i told when i said no 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 drop the cord and quickly unplugged it from the power strip and like tossed it across the room because you know it was smoking and gonna light a fire The look of relief on your face was priceless because it wasn't your laptop that was absolutely fucked. It was just the power cord. And power cords are a dime a dozen. You can replace a power cord with little or no effort. No labor costs. You want to know what I was actually thinking at that time? Crap. I think these power cords are like 50 bucks. And then I was like, well, it's still a hell of a lot cheaper than a whole new laptop. Well, and a whole lot like, taking your laptop like, in and paying $75 for them to diagnose it. And then I was like, but then again, Tony just paid us the that invoice. That was exactly that amount of money. So if I need to spend yep. it, oh, well. I mean, well, between the cooling pad found and, money. The, and the cord, you pretty much did. Yeah. But that's fine. It is what it is. Well, but it's okay. Business but expense. It's needed. Business expense, you know? Yes. Moral of the story is it was very stressful and then very relieving. Yeah, and you know, and the day, you know, the doctor visit went really well. Um, we had some alone time going to um, wait for Melissa. We got to meet with her and talk to her for a little bit. That was fun. Yep. You know? And we didn't die 
in a flaming fiery couch of doom. Yeah, and see, that's good because I'm afraid of dying in a fire. Are you? I am. I don't like the idea of burning up in a fire. It hurts. I would have you ever burned your finger before? Because I have. It's my number two fear. And I do not like, like that. See, ways of dying, it's my number two. My number one way that I don't ever want to die is you get into a really bad car accident that like 99.9 people out of 100 would be dead after the accident and you somehow survive. So you get to feel that miserable, gross pain and you get to literally remember your body parts crumbling and crushing as you tumble around inside this car that got the crap beat out of it. Think about that. Like, who wants that? Literally no one. Literally no one. So, there you go. How did you even successfully read the gargoyle if those are your top two fears? (laughs) Car accidents, (sighs) severe car accidents, and fiery death. Yeah, and burns all over his body, and he had to live through that. Right. And there was no guarantee he was going to live for good. And he had, like, months and months and months of painful recovery time. Yeah. Like, let's be real now. That's terrifying. Yeah. It must have given you the real heebie-jeebies. It did. But that's also what was really engaging about it is that, you know, they say sometimes, like, you relate the most to things that you're afraid of. So it's like, it's forcing you to face your fear. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that... By forcing you to face your fear, you're stepping up to the plate, you know? You're not just sitting on the bench waiting for something to happen. You're going up there making something happen. I get it. Despite how gruesome the beginning of that book is, it's still my favorite book of all time. But see, and I think that book started out super slow. Like, I don't know, it wasn't what I expected it to be. And then, (laughs) and I don't know if part of that was just adjusting to the tone of the book. It's very oddly written. Yes, it is. But as you mentioned once before, you know, very accurate historically, Mm -hmm. like very accurate. Well researched. Well, if you read the book jacket, it tells you that this guy is in a crazy car accident because he's on all sorts of cocaine. And he's burned on like 84% of his body or something. Right. And he loses various body parts. And he spends all this time in the burn ward at a hospital recovering. And and the, the burn stuff, like, about the burn treatment is so well-researched. Like, it is actually what happens when somebody ends up in a burn ward at a, at a hospital. Like, it's not some, it's not some fantasy crazy it's bullshit. It's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. It's it's factually accurate. Right. And then the book takes some crazy, weird, awesome turns <clears throat> into historical yeah. events. And the historical events, I researched it because I wanted, some of them were really interesting. And I wanted to know if they were legit. And they were. Yeah, they're accurate. They're very accurate. And I really like it. So if you're ever looking for something that's a good read, The it's Gargoyle. The Gargoyle. By Andrew Davidson. And it's both of our favorite books. And it's the bomb diggity doo. We both love that book. I've only read it like 97,000 times. And I've read it once a year for the last three years. And I didn't purposely pick once a year. It's just what it's averaged out to be. (laughs) Because I think I read it twice straight through. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. 
It's like that movie. Um, what's that movie called? Uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, you love that movie. I love that movie. We've watched that movie together like three times. I know. I love that movie. And you know, <clears throat> you know me. My motto is I generally do not watch a movie twice. You don't read books twice. You don't watch movies twice. Yep. You know, part of me wishes that they would turn the gargoyle into a movie because I think it would be a really cool movie. But they'd have to do a good but job. But I think that they would destroy it. And I also don't understand how they'd fit all of that into a two-hour movie. True. And that's just... It would be like... Right now, I know a lot of my friends who are hardcore Star Wars fans... Yeah. ...are not happy with The Last Jedi movie. You know what they could do? They could turn it into a Netflix series. The yeah. Gargoyle. Yeah. The first season, you're right, would be a little bit slow because it would be all about his, his, his burns, etc. Right. But I think that... I think that if they did it very accurately like <clears throat> i watched Anne with an e and i don't i don't right know if you've ever read Anne of green gables or... uh -huh. it it was advertised as a like a um what's the opposite of optimism Cyn Pe cynical pessim pessimism a pessimistic and cynical version of Anne of green gables and it is the events from the book are there, and it is a cynical take on them. Hmm. So, like when something Weird. when something really good would happen to her, <clears throat> like when she smashed the slate over the dude's head in the beginning of the book, uh huh, and then she gets all woo, and then something eventually good comes out of it. In in the show, she smashes a thing over his head and doesn't go to school for three months because she's not. It's just super cynical. So it's the right events, but a cynical take on them. And I think if the same people who did that series took on the Gargoyle as a series, they could do a good job of it. Yeah, but they would have to do a really good job. Because that's like I say, the people who really love Star Wars are not happy with this last movie. And it's kind of ruining the franchise for them. Because they're yeah. like, you know, they took the story off to a direction it shouldn't go. You know what? I haven't seen... Oh, gosh. I haven't seen any of the Disney Star Wars movies. Me either. And I don't really have an interest. Yeah. And you know how much I love Darth Vader. Yeah, and see, to me... My flash drive is named Baby Darth, because my external yeah. hard drive was named Darth. My... The first three that came... You know, the first three that got released... Yes, were my Darth. ...were my favorites. And then the next three that got released... Um, all the, you know, Empire Strikes Back, blah, 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 you no, know, No, Empire Strikes stuff. Back was the original ones. It was the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's um, the ones. Right, 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 right. Revenge of the Sith and something else. Right. Those three, um... They were all right. I didn't like them. They weren't, you're, they're, they weren't as good. Didn't like them. That's fair. Just didn't like them. And I like science fiction a lot. I've written science fiction short stories. The only lots thing that was them. about them was the special effects. Well, yeah, but I didn't like them. Just didn't like them, and I've, like I say, I've written science fiction short stories, tons of them. Just didn't like that crap. It was no good, and that's why it kind of killed. I mean, these next two could be amazing, but I don't know. It kind of killed think my desire just to see them. It now. Yeah, it was kind of killed my desire to see it. I don't feel as though there was quite a need for this much storyline. No, or ever the original intention of this much storyline. I agree with you. I don't think so either. Now I feel like I feel like there was the intention of the first of the 
fourth, fifth, and sixth movie, but there's episode one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Because the original movies were named episode four, <clears> five, <throat> and six. Yeah. Yeah. So the intention for those was there. The yep. rest of them, I don't know. I just, I'm not really interested. And the reality is, those first three probably were already there. And whoever decided to, to purchase the three-movie set decided they wanted four, five, and six because they were more exciting than one, two, and three. And, like, doing it... I never... I think probably part of the problem with the, the ones released in the 2000s... Yeah. ...is that they're prequels. And prequels are never really good. No. Because you kind of know how it ends. Yeah. So I think maybe if they would have done them one, two, three, four, five, six instead of four, five, six, one, would have two, been three, way, you would have liked one and two and three much more. Better. You would have liked one, two, and three much more. The only good part of those movies is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Let's be real now. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I won't argue with you because I didn't like them. And it's kind of killed my desire to see these new ones that have come out. Just ask. Maybe I'll record them and we'll binge watch them when they show up on demand. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, it's just... So uh, we can turn them off if they suck. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it just is what it is. I recorded, I st- set it up to record Seeking Sister Wife. Are that starts did? this weekend. No, it wasn't set up. Oh, because it... Because yeah, it wouldn't yeah. let us. That's yeah. that stupid limitation that yeah. it has. And then some other show that we're interested in. And I can't Another remember what TLC it was show? Yeah. Because we know how I like TLC shows. Yeah, it was one of those. I don't remember what it was, but <clears throat> I set it to record too. I mean, this is what we do, people. Um, we've talked about it before, but I mean, what we do is we record these things and we don't really, we don't really spend a lot of time looking at a commercial, trying to weed out whether we want to see the show or not. In fact, we don't really watch a lot of commercials. If we, well, we, what, the only time we watch commercials is when we have to. Right. Like when we've already caught up with the shows, like on a, on like a Monday night or something, you know, we'll have to watch the commercials. But anyway. when one of us is too lazy to come forward. Right. And you'll see. You'll see something and you'll be like, and we don't really have to decipher whether we're going to love it or hate it. We just have to see, is there any interest at all? Because if one second of the ad peaks at interest, we'll go ahead and record it it because what we do is we have the three strike rule. Three strikes. Three strikes. Sometimes shows don't make it past one because they're that bad. But most of the time we give them the chance and you go, you watch the first episode. If you don't like it, that's strike one. And we both have to not like it for it to be a legit strike. Right. Then you go to the next episode. Again, if you both don't like it, that's strike two. I could not believe that Smilf made it to strike two. And, and then it came it back like a home run hitter. And now it's awesome. Well, I know. Well, not awesome, but it's funny. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it it's provides good, amusement. It's funny. It's definitely funny. But Superior Donuts was the same way. Yeah, well, it was on its way out, too. And I think you you felt the same way about Big Bang Theory, but I was like a cheerleader for Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I mean, now I like it. I think it's yeah. funny. But that's the thing. It doesn't usually... It seems like this system doesn't fail us because what we end up with is shows that we actually like and not just shows that other people tell us we should like. The only show that you've not followed the three-strike rule with was that Mary and Jane show. And you were like, it's got to get better. It's got to get better. Snoop and that Dogg. Was Snoop it's got to get better. I mean, that's why. It was only because it was, come on, it's Snoop Dogg and marijuana together. How did he fuck that up? You got to like episode five and you just couldn't take it anymore. I was pulling my hair out every single week watching that thing. It was terrible. Right. 
but you gave it the extra F, you gave it the extra tries past three, and it was just a waste of two. Yeah, those were a couple. Well, see, I figured I was playing baseball. Those were foul balls. Yeah. You know, three and four. You know, three and four and five were foul balls, and then number six was a strike. So you're but out. But now we we stick firmly to the three strike rule, so as we yeah. don't waste more hours. Like exactly, that. you don't waste time, and and that's the thing. Even if, let's face it, even if a show eventually gets better, mm-hmm. I have booted a show like in the first season and then someone will say, oh my God, I started watching this show and it's so funny. You know, and you're like, oh, what season is this? It's the third season. You're like, well, okay, well, let's see. Let's give it another shot. And then you give it the three strike rule and you make it through. You, you know, that's happened at least once. But You started watching You're the Worst in like season five. And I didn't like it at all. Not even 1%. Then we went back and watched The only them. thing that was good was the name. Yeah, and then we went back and we watched the first four seasons, and that's when we liked it. Right, and now we have to rewatch the new season because I think I'll actually <coughs> enjoy it now. Yeah, yeah, it'll be funny. <sighs> Something about coming in in the middle of the series. But the point is, the three-strike rule works for us because if we if it gets better, we don't really care. We've got we filled our plate with enough stuff that we can watch. We don't need be covering every minute of every day and most of the time it's just noise anyway if they turned the gargoyle into a series i would watch every episode even if the first three episodes sucked i wouldn't be able to restrain myself i know that's different though i know it's It's kind of like it's kind of like when my broncos went to the super bowl several seasons back and against seattle and they Opening snap, they gave up a touchdown. Oh, you were swearing I mean, so much in the I car. Mean, no, I wasn't with you then. I didn't even know you then. It was two years ago. No, that was when we won the Super Bowl. Oh. I'm talking about when we got blown out by Seattle like four and a half, five years ago. I see. And but you were they they blew the beginning of the game when they did win the Super Bowl too because you I remember you swearing uh-huh. at them in the car. And they were losing like ten to nothing. I don't remember who they were playing. Against. But Carolina. Um, in any event, that just said my power cable is on its way to me. Good. Um, but in any event, it's like that game, but I still watched the whole game, and I was super disappointed in my team, but I watched, watched the whole the game. watched the entire series of the World Series. Yep. And you knew probably in game five they weren't going to yep. pull it off. Yep. Or sooner, but yep. guaranteedly by then. Yep. Yep. But I don't give up on my teams. Nope. Ever. Even this season. My Broncos had the shittiest season they've had since I've been a Broncos fan. Wow. And I stuck with them the and whole you're way. Still excited when they win. And there's things about and there's things about like the coach that I don't like and I think he either needs to change or get out. So I'm not like one of those who says fire him right away, but he needs to be told. You're going to do this or you're out of here. Simple as that. You're only a true fan of a team if you stick with them when they're losing. Right. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. And I don't know that he does this so much anymore. But, like, that's one of the things I really respected about Matt was when he first started roller hockey, he was four. Mm -hmm. And he, that year, the New Jersey Devils won the Stanley Cup. So he had started playing hockey in, like, September... And then that was the year, the first season, he actually watched NHL hockey. And the team that won the whole thing was the New Jersey Devils. So he didn't have like any attachment to any local team or anything like that because he'd never seen it before, right? 
he fell in love with them. He still, that if you ask him what his favorite hockey team is, he'll tell you the Devils. And he would follow them whether they won or lost. He would follow them and always respected that about him. That Because that's what I'm like. I don't jump from team to team to team. Well, that's like when I started, when I started to get kind of into hockey, like I had friends who liked sports, etc. Right. Was the year that Calgary lost to Tampa Bay in Game 7. Okay, uh-huh. The Stanley Cup. Yeah. That's when I started to get into hockey. So, Calgary will always be my favorite team. And that's why. Like, that's why, because it was a, exactly. the close to, a close-by team that um, was happened to do really well in the year that you first started really watching hockey. Well, and I've explained to you before why the Winnipeg Jets are my second-place team. Yep. I have no commitment to whether they win or lose, but when somebody from your hometown, and you've lived in a super teeny-weeny little town, was signed yeah. by the team the first year that they started playing... You kind of cheer for the team. Yeah. I think it's why my brother cheers for the Canucks, because that's where he played before that. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I hear you. I totally hear you. Yep. I mean, I think that people, they miss out on that, you know, small town kind of sentiment that you get. You, de- you definitely don't get that here. I mean, you could see, like, if we had a kid and we raised the kid here in this environment, they're not going to get that kind of close-knit no. with a bunch of people. I mean, if they were involved in, like, a lot, a lot of things and always in one little city, you might get similar. Well, it's what, it's it's really one of the things that makes me happy that Alyssa went into cross-country on her first she's year. building a little community. Because she's building a community of people that share her interests. Right. And... I strongly believe that's why she chose to add track this time because you all know, those people are also doing track. You know, but not just that; she's the type of person that she likes to like slowly she's it go down the path because that's how I am too. And I think what happened there was the cross country was enough out of her comfort zone that that was good enough for that year. She wasn't going to add a second thing, but then. She kind of watched from the sidelines what it was like because remember they still let her keep the um, PE class at the end, right. and so she got to see what it was like firsthand for the track team. And I don't think she cared. I don't think she thought it was too bad. Right. So then this time around, you know, she talked to some friends that oh, I'm going to do it after this. It's a lot of fun. So she went from her cross country over to track, and it appears that a lot of the kids do that. On the cross country, they also run track. Well, it's when we were listening to the awards at the end of the year, and then the the girl, yeah, was talking about her experience. She started with track, yeah, and then second year came to cross country. And it right. seems like almost all the people you listen to talk did one or the other the first year, and then did both every year after that. Yeah, so it's just interesting to me that that's what. You know, but it's but I'm thankful for that because like Mitchell, he has his soccer team to have you know a clique of friends, and that's why he when he gets invited to parties, it's generally either his soccer team or his friends, his little clique of friends at school, right? One or the other, you know. Right. But he has his social bases covered now at this point, you know. Yes. <laughs> and it worried me like with Alyssa going into high school, she wouldn't have that, but. She does. She did great, you know. You worried less when she told you she was going to do cross country. She's just so, I don't know, she's embracing it 
She's embracing the high school experience at her pace and her comfort level. And I feel like that's what you should do. You know, you need to experience some of this stuff, but you don't need to, like, force yourself down that path. What are they doing? Are they playing with one another? She's going to get her. Oh, Olive, you better get her. Pretty girl is just walking around the house. Olive is stalking her like a panther. Yeah, pretty girl's always good, though. Always. She's never bad. Except she, when she pees on beds. No, nah, only on your bed. Not it's on my bed. It's never been on my bed. <laughs> she peed on my clothes once. Yeah. She peed on my pillow when it was on the floor. Yeah. That's your bed. No, it was on the floor. It was not on the bed. See, that's your fault then. It shouldn't have been on the floor. Shut up. See that? Even Olive knows that's true. <laughs> now, there was something else we said we were going to talk about in our little show outline. I guess we're going to start writing down our outlines. Yeah, at least somewhere in a little note totally or something. Of course, I'm kidding. Oh, that was something else that happened today that was nice. What's come that? Come home. Oh, yeah. that's what I think that's the other thing you wanted to talk about. Probs. We come home. You check the mail. And there's a package. And the package has my name on it. <laughs> I love getting packages. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Now that I know, I'm going to change all the Amazon shipping addresses to have your name on it. I open the Amazon packages anyway. <laughs> um, except for when we're not home and then somebody else opens them. Because they're so excited about their network card. <laughs> anyway, so we have a package. It's a package for me. I'm all excited. I open it up. And it's a lovely thank you gift from somebody. When I did something little teeny tiny for them. And I just wanted to say to Michelle... She is wonderful. Thank you for the awesome brownies and the thank you note. Lady. Yeah, it was nice. It was <laughs> nice of her. It was. Very classy. Super wonderful and unexpected, and I appreciate it. And, you know, that's why, I mean, stuff like this is why we do what we do. And we have the setup that we have, you know, where we're not right. trying to control people. We want people to be able to be adults. And we want to create a community environment where everyone's helping everyone out. And that's why we're going right. to create, that's why we're going to come up with this directory that we're going to have of local exactly. businesses and show soon. them and show them some support, you know, and by local businesses, you know, it doesn't have to just be in Cyprus, you know, it can be in Buena Park, Anything it can be in La Palma, citizens of Cyprus, <clears throat> right, if it's nearby, I mean, like, like this um, massage lady Kimberly's is in. Relaxation she's spa. in Seal Beach, Seal Beach. Yes. and she's offering ten dollars off a sixty or ninety minute massage for Cypress for residents. Cypress residents. Yeah, I mean, there's there's someone who's all the way in Seal Beach. You can't tell them they can't advertise there because they they're offering something to the community, and exactly. I think I think that's really important. That's why it's called a community group. Exactly. So if you're local to the area and you're in our community group, um, make sure you check out the ad at the top. There are some fabulously wonderful local businesses being advertised. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Big and small, medium size, you know, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, we will advertise you. If it services um, the citizens of Cyprus, send me a message. The one thing, the one thing unfortunately, I am going to have to say is no multi-level marketing network marketing kind of opportunities because only and it's not a indictment on any of that please don't take it that way it's because 
You know, there could be person A, person B, person C, person D, and person E, and they could all do, say, beach body. Right. <clears throat> well, it doesn't seem like it's possible to be fair and advertise all five of those people. Right. But they're welcome in our business directory. Yes. They could Completely be in the directory. Welcome. Just but no advertising. We can't advertise Sorry. them because we just it wouldn't be fair, you know, people have to be able to pick whomever they want to pick. I'm also more than happy to create a separate file for the MLM ones if they'd like their own area. Yeah, Again, like for business opportunities. Yeah. Like business opportunities. Sure. That's I think what that's you're a interested great idea. I will do that for you. I think that's a great idea. Okay. I'll add it to my to do list. I think it's a great idea. You don't have enough to do. Nope, I need more things. But Bring on the things. But the bottom line is, someone who sends you something like that understands what community is about. Exactly. You know, and... I always remember reading in um, Gary Vaynerchuk's Crush It! And mm-hmm. he talked about how social media... And at the time, it was basically Facebook and Twitter, and that was it. Um, that those two things were like taking us, making the world into what a small town used to be like, where you'd go to the butcher and he would go, Hey, did you hear that Bill got a dog named, um, you know, what's the dog's Spike. name? I don't know. What's his Sheila. dog? Sheila. Did you hear Bill got a dog named Sheila? And then you'd be like, what? I didn't know that. That's how you used to find things out. was people that you were shopping at or your dry cleaner or whomever kind of told you the gossip. Now well, now, now you get it on Facebook. You find out that so-and-so is pregnant because they announce it on Facebook. Literally and, all of the gossip. And <clears throat> the beautiful misinformation of people not being able to see things properly. Yeah. I.e., there was a stabbing in front of Fuddruckers today. And the and person saw, saw the, the knife, knife sticking out. And the out. blood. But then the actual police officer... Says it was just somebody who was a little bit too drunk passed out on the sidewalk. So much for that knife. And the blood. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful misinformation. Beautiful. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> you, and you know what's bad, though? What? Like, we went to see... When was it? It was last... It was on the first we on New Jumanji? Year's Day. We went no. to see Jumanji. Yeah, and we went. First? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because yeah, it was empty everywhere. And we went to Krikorian in Buena Park. Yeah. And when we got there, remember we were we we got there early, and so we kind of roamed through the mall. And we I went can't to remember. Buffalo we, Wild Wings. That's right. We had lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's right. I forgot about that. That was where we went. And then we kind of roamed through the mall because the Buffalo Wild Wings was like, boom, done in a yeah, split there's second. there's nobody there on There's New nobody there. It's just empty. <laughs> Yo, God, you gave me a heart attack. Anyway. Jeez, dude. Anyway. Um, and when we came out, I remember saying to you, remember those people said that there was a shooting here at the mall and that their daughter and their boyfriend the was in the line and they saw the guy with the gun? I go, look, this is the theater they were at. If they were in line at this theater, that would have to mean the gunman was right here. And wasn't it just... And then the police officer was like, no, and no such thing ever happened. Right. 
weren't the police there because somebody called in an issue? Yeah. The issue didn't exist yeah. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. such, no such thing as a gunman with a gun like, ever happened. And, and it's like a trip that people completely get that stuff wrong. Completely get it wrong. And, and they wonder why they say eyewitness testimony isn't always the greatest testimony. I mean, why do you go on the internet and say you saw a knife and blood if there was no knife and no blood? And I honestly don't think the Buena Park police officer was lying to everybody when they said... Because he's corrected people... <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Dun, dun, dun. He's corrected people and told them that what happened was actually more alarming than they thought. Yeah, yeah he has. He's gone both directions with exactly. it. You're absolutely right. He doesn't just um, dumb it down right. for, the, for the society to make, to make them feel better. He quite literally lays it out on the line and tells the truth about what's going on. Like when they found the dead body over there in this in a similar area. <clears throat> yep. He went on and he corrected the misinformation and told people what had happened. Yep. Very accurately too. And I mean, you know what? I know like when we went with um Deborah over to the Coffee, coffee the cop, you guys kinda had a bad opinion at first of him. I never really did. I think that I think that, you know what, he... He came off as very self-confident, and he had that the typical swagger that police officers but have. But he was very nice and very honest. Like, he yes. told he told the truth. He would say, like, you know, well, I have a split second to choose. Am I going to use a taser or my actual gun? And after that, I can't switch. It's not like I can hold them one in one hand and one in the other and then choose which finger I'm going to trigger off. He goes, and he even explained... There's been studies oh, yeah, that show that when you pull one trigger, the other one goes. So you're yeah. going to end up killing them if you do it's that. A reflex. So you can only pick one or the other. You, you don't have a choice both of both. both. Right. You can't. You can't choose like people think. And well, it wasn't necessarily a negative opinion. He's, he's a, he seems like a, a good guy. How his demeanor was. But yes, I thought. And he was I also very think nice that a police officer. I also think that a police officer who cares enough about his community. That he goes on Facebook of his on his own time, free own without anyone Facebook else, page. without anyone exactly without anyone else making him do it, right. and gets on there and corrects reported issues so that they come off in the correct way and we're not spreading misinformation. Someone who cares enough to do that really cares about this this community. Yes, I agree with you. Like, completely. I completely agree with he you. He has to care about this community because that's a lot of time to spend. I mean, I, I mean, it reminds me of, it kind of reminds me of my whole thing last year with Measure GG. You know, people, I can't imagine why you would spend so much time. Well, I, I had a hard time finding work. And you're uh, passionate so, about it. So, and I was passionate about that. So I had time on my hands, you know, to do what I needed to do. And I loved that. A whole measure and I thought it was a great opportunity for the city and thank God they're going to get a second similar opportunity but you know I thought that was a great opportunity I even think that more police departments well they all have a per, they all have a public relations person yep right there's all yeah. of them have it uh huh maybe more police departments should have their public relations person joining local groups to see what's going well, on. Well, you know the super nice lady police officer? I can never remember her name, and I feel always I feel bad. I think her name is But that's really Lopez. super nice one. Lopez, yes. yes. She's super sweet, that lady. She always remembers, she remembers who, we, who are. we are. 
And she's like their social media coordinator. I like her locks. She's like their social media coordinator. Right. She could. You would expect it her to be the one. She could go teach, but she could also go teach. Um, right. How she's gotten this police officer to be so involved. Go teach that to other. Go teach that to Anaheim Police Department. I bet they could use it. Probably. And I'm not saying that because of a bad thing about Anaheim. I'm saying it because they got a lot more citizens to deal with and a lot more serious crimes and people who think they're crap because, oh, they let that guy, you know, abuse the teenager and blah, 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 and didn't arrest him. You know, they're just like, they're just pigs. They have each other's back. Wow, wow, wow. Wrong. I think the misinformation that gets spread on social media by various people, whether or not it's a misunderstanding or if they're just or it's on purpose. crazy. The misinformation that's spread, I feel like it could be very dangerous. And I feel like by having somebody in there going, I'm a trusted source. I know what actually happened. I heard it all through my radio. To be in there and be the voice of reason is a wonderful community building thing. Yeah. Because it just goes, all of you people disagreeing, here's what happened. And it presents him as the face of the police department. Right. And he and, do, he's and the very thing helpful. is, and the thing is, yeah, okay. When you ask him about, when someone asked him the question about, you know, had he ever had to use his weapon? Yeah, he had a couple of stories to tell. But why wouldn't he have a couple of stories to tell? I mean, think about that. He's a seasoned police officer. In all the time he's been on the police force, he only had two stories he could pull out of his hat and answer that question. Right. I mean, like, it's not like he does that every day. So, of course, right. he's going to remember it. It's, it's a unique experience. He's going to remember it. Well, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think it gives... I think it also will build a sense of, I don't know, trust in the police department because... You're not only interacting with local police officers if you've done something wrong or they suspect you've done something wrong. You're dealing with them in a positive environment. Well, what I found a positive interaction. What I found sort of interesting is that he uses his real name on that Facebook profile and why I say and before that he had a profile picture like you could tell who he was. And why I say that I find that interesting is that he could, if it, in a sense, I get why he's doing what he's doing the way he's doing it. He doesn't want people to think that he's in that group being nice and helpful so that people will inform on other people. Right. That's why he's using his real name and making it known that, hey, I'm the guy who's the Brandon Park police officer. Right. So here I am. But I'm also going to tell you something. At the same time, I bet you he isn't going to complain if someone on the group knows somebody committed a crime and wants to give an anonymous tip, you know, somewhat anonymous tip, and contacts him directly, I don't think he's going to cry about that. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's smart because he's showing he's not being dishonest and underhanded to try to get, you know, info. But at the same time, he could get info. Right. Right. Someone could provide him with intel. I mean... That is what it is. Well, and he's commented on people's... Like, there was a post a few months or so ago about somebody who was saying somebody had approached them in the Buena Park Mall parking lot, and they were concerned this person was going to steal their purse, and they were very sketchy and looking into cars and right. women to their cars. They posted this as just a general FYI. And then he posted below, giving her a number to contact to report the incident so that they can track the incident. And so that creepy things don't happen to other women. Well, and see, that was the thing that the 
Officer Lopez told me at the um, Buena Park slash La Palma coffee with a cop, the one over there. Yeah. Um, was that they've been making contact with a lot of people via those groups because they'll post something like on Saturday at 4.37 a.m., my husband's truck um, tailgate was stolen and we have video of the motherfuckers who did it and blah, 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 blah. And then she says they checked the records. No one called in a stolen tailgate on that day. So they need to find out because they're not doubting that the tailgate was stolen. They're wanting to know why you didn't report it so we can keep an eye on the patterns that are developing. Then she told us that if there's a pattern of vehicle theft in an area or vehicle break-ins is the most common, that they'll start sending extra patrols there to keep your vehicle safe. Right. And they can't do that if you don't report it. Right. Like when, when that girl that we met at the at the neighborhood watch meeting was complaining that her truck had been broken into three times in a week and and they were letting her know that there was now like two extra patrols an hour coming past our building and that they'd let let Cypress police know as well yep. that Cypress was taking a troll past the building. Yeah. Like I mean the moral of the story the moral of the story is you can sit here and complain about the police don't do enough. But if you don't do your part they as a citizen to you. help, they, there's nothing they can do. They require your cooperation. I mean, they, that's they just how it is. They can't do anything if they don't know something happened. They right. Have to do something right. You got to report it. No matter how small. And they don't care. That's their job. They know this. Yep. So, well, we've gone on for a very long time tonight, and I like it. We kind of got We're kind of on a roll the past couple nights. Tangent. But we're on a roll the past couple nights. Feels good. I like it. Alrighty then. Okay, well. Yog dog, say goodnight. He said goodnight. He said goodnight in his yog dog way. That's right. Night, everyone. It's been fun. All right, peeps. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And what am I going to say, Toria? Asta. La bye bye. Hey, this is Mike, and I just wanted to tell you that if you enjoyed the show, and I truly hope you did, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and not miss a single episode. But if you happened to miss an episode uh, and you didn't find it on Google Play or iTunes for some reason, you could go to our website, which is thenightlyrant.wordpress.com.